Hey everybody, welcome back to the Coffee and Convos podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa, and excuse my voice, I am still recovering from a cold, so I apologize. Everyone's looking at me like, <gasps> um, but I'm so excited to be here with, I don't know if to call you like the cast, but I was going to say the cast of Sprocast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that works. That was good. Sweet. Yeah, that was and we have Jay, Asa, Siri, and Troy, and I know they have nicknames, so what are your nicknames, you guys? Mine's pretty basic, just Siri. Yeah, yeah, we'll go around the table. You start it. Honestly. (laughs) Me usually, in the first, like, when we do our podcast, we go, yo, what's, oh, I go, yo, what's up, it's your boy Troy, a.k.a. Ambar, also known as the Vietnamese Prince. Yeah. (laughs) That's our boy, man. Mm, Yeah, I'm just Siri, you know. That's already a nickname, so I don't need another one. DJ Siri Simran. DJ. DJ, it'll happen very soon. Siri Cinnamon. That was sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, on it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and uh, I go by Spromethius mm-hmm. on Instagram Sweet. and my website. And I'm just Big J. SD. Big J SD. Because <laughs> right Big add J the SD because there might be another Big J somewhere out there. That's probably yeah. yeah that's I mean. probably true. I'm at Big J SD to be technical about it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. Thanks for inviting us. This is really legit. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. I have to thank Gold Standard Studios and Iman for letting us use the space and just, you know, being amazing. Um, (laughs) But I'd love to just hear your story and how you all met and just created Sprocast. Where to start? Yeah. How did it start? Because you guys have been recording for over a year now, right? Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like it all started at that throwdown at Global oh, Coffee Oh, for Trader. sure. That was mm-hmm. that was definitely where it started. We were in a throwdown. How well did everyone do? I feel like we all like got out pretty I, early on. I was <laughs> in the fourth round, I think, on that one. That's oh, right. one you time made it okay. yeah. yeah, you were pouring some fire. Um, but we were all just hanging out at the event and then in the parking lot. And we're just like... For a while, we were there for like two hours, just like shooting the yeah, shit. Yeah, the event like ended, and we were in the parking lot. And I know Troy and Jay and I at Hawthorne had talked about. I told my guy a new camera, and I was gonna do a vlog. I was thinking like a la Chris Barga or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't really want to be an on-camera personality, so let's mm. just do like a podcast. And then we kind of started talking, and we're like, you know, we should just record this conversation. Yeah, conversations like this, because it was pretty like. I don't know. I thought that we were talking a lot about coffee, but then also a lot about like current events and just like our opinions on them. And it was just like really free flowing and um, an interesting conversation because I think we all kind of come from different perspectives. Um, and it was it was just really cool. I don't actually remember any specifics of the po- conversation. No, no, <laughs> just the fact remember. that uh, this kind of came out of it. I don't remember scheduling the first one. I don't remember <laughs> anything like that. It was almost like we were just hanging out. Just to talk and that's just dope. to drink coffee together. Yeah. And it's been over how a year How far? I, wow. Now that's been a year. How far along? Like, we had that conversation. We, we hung out. And then, like, when did we record? Because we just, like, made it happen. That all, like, throwdown okay. was, like, in, I feel like, July or something Whoa. like that. And we didn't start recording until September. Yeah. But it takes a long time to to kind of get the wheels turning on. We're just like, like okay, let's get a microphone and just like yeah. record mm-hmm. us talking. We did some research. Mm-hmm. I know we did a lot of back and forth on like the name and the logo and mm. there was like lots of, you know, ideas tossed around and that type of stuff. So it takes a little while to like build the branding, I'm sure you know, around that type of thing. For sure. So we we spent some time doing that and then kind of like landed where we wanted to land and we're like, well, we can change it later. Let's just start recording. Yeah. Dope. 
How did well, you all meet though? Like, because all of you work in coffee, right? Mm-hmm. But all different coffee We shops? met in weird ways. So I know Troy applied at Hawthorne where I work. I became friends with Troy, and then right when we became friends, I was helping you move into Siri's house. And so I met Siri as Troy's roommate. So that's how the three of us started hanging out, yeah. and I found out that y'all, that you also worked in coffee. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, I, I still remember the first time I met Jay was at a Bird Rock throwdown, and he had, like, just gotten back from like boxing so he's like sweaty as hell like oh hoodie like i think you had a beer in a bag and i was just like okay <laughs> it was a good it was down. chill no it was that cool was because night. i had like heard about him yeah like so you heard about million dollar baby over here oh yeah <laughs> i went from the boxing class like got a burger on the way and then showed up at the throwdown late and i was just like sweaty and kind of a mess yeah, but that was like because i had heard about you through troy mm-hmm. and like i always remember like seeing big j like in his phone and being like who's big j like whose name is big j <laughs> <laughs> um i'm like okay whatever that's me <laughs> yeah that's you hello that's me yeah. and then i knew asa because you would come in hawthorne a few times i uh at the time i was working remotely for a company called joyride oh, sick. um mm-hmm. so i had started the san diego um region for them as their like head salesperson and uh i found that i'm not very productive at home uh, so I started going to cafes, and I also found out I'm not very productive at cafes oh my either. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would, Hawthorne is fairly close to my house. It was summertime; they had AC, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna swing through." We do got that AC, y'all. Just to let you know, Hawthorne uh, got that good AC. Coffee shops with AC, mm. so good, necessary. Mm-hmm. We pay for so that. Necessary. Yep. Unless you're like an open cafe, because then we are. We also become an open cafe, like yeah. this time of year, open cafe. Perfect. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then that's how I kind of got into the mix. And I'd, I'd met Siri in passing. Yeah, very much so. When you worked for Solutions, mm-hmm. like, again, in passing. And then I do remember there was one time, it was, like, after you had worked for Solutions, I was in Hawthorne, and I remember, like, noticing you, and then, like, you guys having a conversation. And then, I don't know, it was just a random thing I remember. <laughs> that's that's really cool. I, that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever experience, like... Because you all come from, like, different backgrounds and different perspectives, like you mentioned. But, like, do you guys ever, like, get on each other's nerves? Because you see each other <laughs> once a week. You record this podcast once a week. It's like a it's like a thing, you know? Like, this yeah. is a part of your I life. I feel now. like that's part of meeting once a week. If we met, like, five times a week, it might be bad. Honestly, <laughs> I find it really easy to, like, call these guys out on their mm. shit, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. like, mm-hmm. um, And that's what I, I feel like... I see you guys as like my best friends because Aww. I can do that and like not you can't do that with everyone. Yeah, it's not as easy, and I feel like it's really easy with you guys. <laughs> so like I don't know. For me, I, you guys don't really bother me. Yeah, I feel like there's not a lot of friction. That's generally so we good. all have very yeah. different personalities. But you know, like we're spending an hour or two together a week generally, and so we're usually pretty happy to cool. get together. And also, there's something like coffee. subconsciously about if you meet with somebody every week at the same time and during that meeting, you're having coffee and dessert and Ooh. things like that, then like we I think good. your mind subconsciously relates those people to that and mm-hmm. you just start... You're like, Ooh, coffee and dessert time. Exactly. You're like, only good things happen when we're... <laughs> like when I hear Troy's voice, I just think of like coffee and desserts. I'm just like... Oh, <laughs> Troy's voice is like, you're like Pavlov's dog. Dude. Exactly, dude. That's exactly it. <laughs> It's also great that we are able to like be responsible for each and every week. Each person that's has awesome. a topic that yeah. they bring up, and then 
um, basically we're like the mediator for the conversation and mm -hmm. every person has you know different personality and the way that they see coffee and I mean we're very much so like community focused yeah I mean that's the one thing that gets us like fired up about coffee mm -hmm. it's like my, my whole, episodes like, yeah, dope. the, the um, the whole thing about like everything around the cup of coffee is mm -hmm. the most important thing and that's just like my favorite way of looking at it yeah yeah, yeah and, uh, oh I it's mean, like we, we all have like, <laughs> fucking great ass i don't know and i'm, I'm sorry can i curse on this like, oh yeah this <laughs> is so, okay. explicit we, sweet we, uh, it, there, there's a <laughs> podcast so. sorry, sorry, okay. cool. <laughs> um, yeah i mean I, I really appreciate like meeting everyone on spellcast just because it if it wasn't for like people around me I wouldn't have been able to be the person that I am now and so I mean like I get I'm the youngest in this group so it's oh, like okay. I feel like the younger brother of the whole group and, Ari and you're an Aries I'm just kidding. I'm not judging I'm not judging <laughs> so you're just laughing um no I think that's awesome I think it's so cool how you all like come together and like coffee is what brings you together and the dessert for sure yeah. but it takes because I find it really difficult for myself to like work with other people like, especially on a long-term thing like this, mm -hmm. you know, like even just having one more person, like I'm in, he's like the back end. So it's, it's different, but like showing up every week and like doing the damn thing, mm -hmm. I give it to you guys. That's awesome. And mm -hmm. you guys having like cut each other's throats. So <laughs> that's <you>. pretty cool. <laughs> I also somewhat like find inspiration from it. Like, Absolutely. I, think I feel like I'm learning something new every, every week. Every week. And everybody knows something and someone you don't. So the idea that every week the topic is up to us, usually that topic is just a guest. Mm. And like last night I had, um, his name's Chris. He runs Coffee Cycle in PB. And like that was somebody super rad to bring on because I've talked to him maybe three times. Boom, had him on the podcast. And sometimes like Serial have a guest, Troy will have a guest, Ace have a guest. I've never even met. And mm. now I have them on Sprocast. And it's like kind of a intimate but comfortable setting Yeah, to meet somebody. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. How do you guys find the people that you want to chat with or like the topics Whoa. that you want to talk about? I feel like it's pretty random. Yeah. I, I don't know about like you guys, but it's, it's pretty it's random It's almost easy for me. for me. It's really easy. You got your list, dude. I do. <laughs> like, I, I, I try to, like, plan that out, and I'm always just, like, looking at people that I just find inspirational. Mm -hmm. And, like, and they can inspire you in different ways. Absolutely. But um, usually I try to have, like, shop owners or somebody that I see working hard. I've worked at five different shops here in San Diego, so Dang, a lot of the people really? I've met, I've kept in touch with them. And all the conversations I've had uh, thus far, it's, it's been very inspiring to me. So I was able to just like, one time I just hit someone up and, hey, you want to be on Sprocast? And they're like, oh my God, yes. And so it's it's really, and it's also like one of those things that I'm, I'm really fortunate to be able to provide for like people around me. Yeah. Just because, I don't it's know. It's interesting to see how down people are. Like yeah. sometimes <laughs> I've, like initially I was always like, are people going to want to like come to this room where we just talk about random shit for an hour <laughs> but everyone seems pretty excited and i think if anything like you said it's almost like providing an outlet not just for ourselves yeah. but for the community Absolutely. and it's so important well it's cool to know that you know people know or actually care what other people have to say even though we may not have like the biggest listenership or anything like that every week we like to shout out like different countries yeah, and I noticed that. different That's places cool. on like we can see on soundcloud and so it's pretty fun to see that we have listeners in like singapore and Russia and awesome. Canada and the UK and the Netherlands and so it's just kind of fun and it kind of gives people an outlet to think like oh like my voice is going out we've had somebody tell us that they opened their cafe to Sprocast and they're in Australia oh. so like 
that's just like a cool thing to think about. For yeah. sure. Cool. Like the the impact that goes further outside of like San Diego, California, and just mm-hmm. like outside of that. And you never know because like this is on the internet and you know what I mean? Like people just like find your stuff so randomly. I had someone listen to a podcast I had with my friend Sasha and she's all the way in Australia, mm-hmm. you know, and she just follows Sasha as a DJ and then saw like, oh, she's on a podcast and then she like reached out and was just like, oh my gosh, like I love what you're doing. And like, I was like, oh my God, you're all the way from Australia. That's pretty insane, you know? <laughs> and it's really cool to cultivate these relationships like while you're on air, but like even off air and like you don't know who you're, who you're reaching, you know? Oh, and I think it's so sure. important and I feel like people are like, oh my God, you're starting a podcast where you have a podcast, haha, you're like everybody else. But I think if you have the power or if you even have the opportunity to share your voice, why not? You know, because Absolutely. you don't know who you're going to impact. You don't know who needs to hear what you have to say. And everyone has a different point of view and a different experience, mm-hmm. you know, and all four of you are just like examples of that. And mm-hmm. you get to share that every week. So I think that's so fucking cool. Yeah. And I think like something we've talked about is like, initially we had no idea if anyone would want to listen and mm-hmm. like to this day it's not like we sit there every week hoping we get a thousand more listens or whatnot but it at for it's ultimately for us to just get together and to see that be reflected in maybe people listening is really cool and well we recently hit like 10,000 listens which yeah. is like yeah. kind of epic Congrats. Like, what <laughs> And it also helps us individually with our uh, career. And mm-hmm. just like when we talk to our guests that come into the coffee shop, I, I mean, for me, definitely, I feel like um, after the year that I've been on Squirrelcast, I flipped 180. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think I would have been able to approach people like I do now. Um, and it's amazing. I, and I, I don't have anyone else to thank but you know, Squirrelcast and you know, just like the community as well. It's definitely a... It's definitely a trip when you see people you'd never met with, like, let's say one of our stickers or Ooh. something. <laughs> or people who don't necessarily recognize me. Like, at Leap, we just started opening a new store. Stopped openings on Thursday, by the way. But uh, we're opening a new store, and we hired a bunch of new people. And, like, I don't know, I realized maybe after, like, a week of one of these people's been following Sprocast for the longest time. Oh, that's awesome. And it's, like, kind of weird to... To kind of see, have those experiences and yeah. kind of feel like, oh wow, that's, it's actually like getting out there. Yeah, and I love that you guys are consistent and you guys make it a point to show up because I feel like when people have an idea, and they're like, oh, I want to start like a blog, I want to start podcasting, I want to start doing this and that, they immediately jump in and do like so much right away, but then like they like lose momentum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what keeps you going? What keeps you guys inspired? I think each other. It gets a lot easier to like keep being there when you're like oh shit three of my best friends are like literally waiting for me (laughs) (laughs) there's accountability like for sure everybody for sure it's also like inspiration through you guys i feel like too like i remember when we started we all had different positions than we do now maybe except for you siri i feel like you had a similar position maybe it's definitely about to change like really big (laughs) but your position is similar to the position that i want yeah. And like, not only do I know that and every week can learn through you about that, mm-hmm. but my boss knows that. And my boss knows that like, the, he knows about the job you have and he knows that every week, at least for an hour, I'm sitting in a room with you just talking about cool. coffee. 
which is great for my career. <laughs> also, <laughs> so thanks. They're like, what'd you learn this week? <laughs> exactly. He's like, pick my brain. Also, we recently started doing something called Dope Coffee Experience of the Week. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Um, where <laughs> every week we, uh, we try to remember one thing that was dope coffee related, whether it be like a great cup of coffee or we went to a shop or we happen to bump into a coffee friend somewhere or just anything random like that. And it just kind of inspires me to like look for that every week. That's funny. Me too. Every time I, I have one, I'm like, is this going to be mine for this week? And then maybe <laughs> the next time I'm like, no, this one's going to be mine. <laughs> yeah. I feel like my dope coffee experience of the week is always at where I'm working. Because really? usually that's like where I'm learning. Well, I, I mean, I'm not going to school right now. That's typically not like, uh, one of the topics I wanted to bring up was like the model minority for like, Asian Americans, mm-hmm. I'm like. I heard you talking about that too on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, and and so that's something that has hit me a lot since like being in coffee because it's one of my biggest passions. However, it's one of those things that like losing momentum to keep doing it can easily be the case because it's like I have my parents always on my ass like, mm-hmm. are you going to school right now? Are you not? And so I'm like, ah, yeah, and I don't want to like you know tell them. Like it's, 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 it's just like a lot of, a lot of things that have hit me have been what's, what's going to be worth it at the end. And I think it's because of what we're doing. We're building like almost like a platform for people to mm-hmm. listen to us. And I mean, I'm not a hundred percent all the time. I feel like, and because of that, I'm able to inspire, like just at least myself to keep doing what, what, what I can do to change myself and and just like the community that's around me and I don't know it, it gets it sometimes gets to my emotions and just like Aww. I just don't understand like um like most most of the days when like I meet up for Spokecast I'm just like man like am I bringing my 100% or am I not mm. and, but I always like to look around and I'm like man these people are like the strongest people I know and it's just because I mean if I'm not <laughs> if I'm, if I'm not, and if I'm not there to like be able to witness it then like at least the listeners will and yeah. I think it's good to be like open about those days that you're like not hundred exactly. percent though too and be like, you know, I'm like seventy percent today and that's okay. Like and just being open with it, I think if anything could also be like, Okay, if he's like seventy and I'm like ninety, like maybe I can get to like ninety five <laughs> and just like bring it a little more to maybe like help the others bring it a little mm-hmm. more. Um but yeah. I think it's good to yeah. know and like see where you're at because I think not only at first broadcast but like you know, we all talk about having pretty much the most awesome jobs and, like, how much we love it and how passionate we are. But even then, sometimes work is work and it's hard and it's sometimes hard to get up at four in the morning and, like, be there and do it. But if you can, like, be okay with that and then have a better na- day the next or, like, put in that extra 1%, it it's good. Yeah, that's so important. And especially because, like, just like you said earlier, that when you were working from home, mm-hmm. that you can't work from home. <laughs> I'm in that position right now. I'm like, fuck, I can't work from home right now. And, like, you know, I I live all the way in Chula Vista. So it's like, okay, if I want to go to, like, a decent cafe or a coffee shop, like, I have to drive, like, 15 miles. Or, like, and then there's, like, no room in the coffee shop. It's just, like, all this stuff. And sometimes it just, like, brings me down. And I'm like, man, I'm definitely not showing up for myself today. But it's like, I have to just get shit done. And you just power through, and I think, like, if you find, like, those little moments within your day, like, maybe it's those dope coffee experiences that you have, or if you even 
get to talk to somebody and like or if someone like compliments you it's like those little things that like can easily pick you back up even if it's not like a even if you're at like 70 and you just like get another five percent it's better than like you know you can't get any worse than that Mm -hmm. but um I love that. I want to hear how all of you got into coffee because I don't think we talked about that. I want to say Jago first because you still <laughs> haven't done your origin story. <laughs> all right. Um, getting into coffee, I was working at a southern, so like fried chicken restaurant. Um, they they call themselves like fried chicken donuts and coffee, and I was the front house manager, and I started taking reins on the coffee. Um, how do you say, like program on the coffee program and that's and when I started doing my own personal studying I was realizing that they weren't investing time or money into it um and you know sometimes we get this is weird to like say but like you you ever have like a just a toxic job you're yes. like going in every day and it's just like you're working with people that are abusing you mentally and psychologically and it takes you a while to like really grasp that and really understand what's happening and I just had to get out of there um, and all that took was a recommendation by one of my regulars. So my regulars at the fried chicken restaurant worked at Ironsmith. And upon meeting her and her dad, they went into Ironsmith and gave me a recommendation. I came in for an interview and got hired on the spot. Um, Matt De La Rosa up there took me in under his wing and taught me just everything third wave that he wanted to. And it was an amazing experience. Um, Unfortunately, I had to leave Ironsmith because at the time I was a firefighter for the U.S. Forest Service and um, I worked one full season until November, excuse me, in October I tore my meniscus and totally destroyed my knee and um, continued to work on it through November until my season ended and I got picked up at Hawthorne. Um, and I've worked at Hawthorne since. Wow. And yeah, that's my story. <laughs> there was like, Sorry. that was a lot. Sorry. Yeah, that was was a there lot. like one thing out of any of those experiences that like maybe between Ironsmith and being a firefighter that was like, I want to go back to coffee or was it kind of like, oh. oh, for sure. It was definitely when I like, when I like hurt my knee, I knew at that point, like when it happened, it happened. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's my knee. Like that's, that's messed up. And I remember it, it got kind of sweeped under the rug when I said something that day. Um, and I said, you know, Hey, I hurt my knee. I need to get this looked at. And they were like, ah, sleep it off. And as like a firefighter, that's weird to like sign beneficiary forms. And like, if I die on the line, my mom gets everything. And now here I am hurt. Like, yo, I'm like a federal firefighter. Like, I don't know what you're tripping on. Like, if I get cert, like if I get an MRI right now, like, is yeah. that money out of your pocket? Yeah. Um, and I just remember feeling that resentment. And it sucks to say because, like... Resentment towards the, yeah. towards be- them not helping you? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, like, I on the way home that night, I got into a really bad car wreck, and I flipped my truck on the freeway, and um, one of my partners on my fire crew got hurt, and they tried to blame my knee on that. And I remember feeling like really, um, what's the, like stabbed in the back, I guess, you know? Like I was like, damn, I put in all those hours and like I, I worked my whole season and I, now I get hurt and like it's my knee. Like I was a wildland firefighter. Hiking is every day. And so I knew what was in store for me and I knew 
that I should be treated for that. And I knew that workers comp would get me through that and some sort of insurance should be helping me. And they didn't want to do that. And they didn't want to give me time for that. And by the time I got done working, it was really, really bad. And I remember Hawthorne brought me in like as, as if, as if they owed it to me. They brought me in like, yeah, of course you can have a job here. And I remember thinking like, dude, that's so crazy. Like I can barely even stand right now and you guys are just going to take me in. And like, they let me heal. They helped me with that. They understood. And I tried to hide it from as much as I could. And it took me a while to really go in and get the MRI myself and realize how much damage had been done. And it was a while before that happened. And it was a while before I got into physical therapy and I could only pay for one session because that was out of pocket. And I remember talking to Hawthorne about all that. And they agreed that like um, health insurance is something that we shouldn't question and that taking care of our employees comes first. And that includes before customers. Like when, like, let's say if I hired you, Siri, like your safety comes like first and foremost. That includes like if a customer says something to you, like, nah, dude, like, I don't care how much money you're willing to pay me. My morals stand above that, that kind of thing. Um, And that was the first time I'd seen that at a company. And that was when I decided, like, small business coffee shops have a huge impact on somebody's life to the point where a firefighter that feels like he's getting thrown away is now getting picked up. And I just remember, like, feeling that adoption into a family that was like, you got me. You could pay me minimum wage. Like, I don't care. Like, let's do this thing. And so now um, it's been almost two years. um, And I'm grinding away and they take care of me. And I take care of them. And it feels good. That's so touching. So to every like coffee, like every owner of a shop out there, like know that you could have seven employees, but like at least one of those needed you. At least one of those people needed a job. They felt thrown away. They came to you and like, you never know what you see in a resume. Like somebody could be applying and like, it could be their darkest time. Like they're struggling eating. Fuck man, that was a bad time. (laughs) like peanut butter and bread like it was a bad time Hawthorne was there for me when I was living in my truck Hawthorne was there for me when I was going through rough breakups and Hawthorne was there for me when I was starving man and and they were still there and they still are right now when the times are good so I appreciate Hawthorne Coffee for everything they've done the Redmond family damn Thank sorry. You. No, sorry, no, that no. was like no. Please don't be sorry. Like, like you haven't even this. like shared that on the podcast, our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is so, like, like like I'm a sucker for vulnerability. Like the second you like open up your heart, I'm fucking I'm like, not. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can tell just how uncomfortable you are. Damn it! Oh shit! I wish we had tissues. I wish we had weed. <laughs> <laughs> I have a wasabi Kit Kat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna it's eat green. some Kit Kats. No, I'm not. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, so mine's not quite as dramatic as Jay's, but somewhat similar. Um, my tra- career trajectory started when I was 16, and I wanted to be a police officer. Um, so that was basically all I wanted to do from that point forward. Uh, I went to college for criminology, graduated in four years, um, started as a reserve officer, uh, then got my first full-time police job, and... The full-time police job basically ended up being at a very small department where it was very um, clicky. It was kind of like a, like a high school sort of vibe. And uh, I'm not really a, the type of person often that goes for that career. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a, an alpha male 
type of personality. Like I can put that on when I need to, but it wasn't my general like go get them type of vibe. And I think people saw that. And, you know, I'm a cat dad. I'm not like it was in Montana. I'm not outdoorsy. I, you know, like cars and video games and my cat. At the time, I didn't drink coffee. Uh, When I was a police officer, uh, I lived off of uh, Red Bull and sunflower seeds. (laughs) And um, but that career trajectory did not work out for me. I ended up uh, getting let go twice from two different departments within a very short period of time for no reason. Like basically just you don't fit in. Nobody likes you, like that kind of stuff. And it was like, okay, guess this isn't uh, for me. So I spent about six months at that point traveling around, kind of trying to go a little Kerouac and uh, trying to figure out what I wanted to do and wanted to go someplace where I had family, uh, some kind of support system. But I wanted to like, didn't want to be close to, I guess like it sounds bad. Didn't want to be close to my parents. I wanted to like have some distance Uh, So I went to San Diego to visit my brother who lives here, went to Chicago, visit my sister, and San Diego just felt like a better fit. Um, I'm not into snow. Uh, (laughs) I would much rather have a car than take public transit. Mm. So I felt like, okay, San Diego it is. I came out here and I thought maybe I'd apply for some police jobs. I got to number three on the hiring list in, um, I think it was Chula Vista. But then when they started collecting all the background packets and stuff, and I was just like, you know what? I just don't really feel the passion for this that I used to. And that job is, if you're not passionate, you're in it for the wrong reasons. And of course, there are some people who are in it for the power. Um, And I just felt like, okay, I don't feel the passion that I used to feel. I need to take a break. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I started working for my brother at Solutions Espresso Services, just as their dispatcher, taking phone calls and setting the schedule for the technicians. Uh, took me about six months to start to like coffee at that point. Um, and that was 2015. So hasn't really been that long that I've been in coffee. Um, but I found a passion for the craft and for coffee as a whole, but not so much like the mechanical side of things. And so um, after about two years of working at Solutions, I thought, okay, now it's time to to branch out for about a year i worked for a distributor called joyride who you know brews and distributes to mostly to offices but some to you know wholesale customers like we brew or at the time uh, they brewed ritual Um, they also did but stopped brewing four barrel um lamille site class like lots of like you know good high quality coffees and so i was just stoked to be you know, included in that group. Um, but then kind of found that sales is just not my jam. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, started looking, I was comfortable in that job, I was doing a good job. So I just was like, all right, I'm just gonna let it, let it ride, I'm just gonna do my job, but like put the feelers out. And at time at Solutions, I got a lot of connections and coffee, um, sent out a lot of emails to a lot of people, owners of a lot of different shops, and then, uh, you know, got a few offers, to, for, and it's funny when we talk about like Siri being like the one that we sort of look at as like the job that we wanted. And it was funny when I would go to these places and I was like, yeah, when they asked me what I want to do, I was like, I want to do what Siri does. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, basically I, 
felt out a few different places and found that there was a, you know, a best fit for me at Leap Coffee. Um, and it's a, a very unique growing business. Obviously, it's a commute, but uh, living in North Park and working in Carlsbad, for those listening, it's about 33 miles door to door. So 66 miles a day, back and forth, five days a week. But, you know, you make those sacrifices for things that you want to do, and things are not easy to get into. Uh, it's hard to step into a roasting role, and especially with very minimal supervision. Like, literally two hours, like, this is how you do it. Okay, see you later. <laughs> Figure it out. And, um, you know, like, that's kind of like, you know, PJ's, the the owner, one of the owners there, is that's his, his style. Like, he wants you to sink or swim. Um, and I swam. And so now here I am from assistant roaster and barista trainer to director of coffee in, you know, the matter of six months. And now, like, head roaster, I'm in the back full time buying green beans, like doing all the things I want to do. So it it was a huge transition from, I think, with the what analogy did I use in the in my origin story on Sprocast, like cuffs to cortados or something like that, or popo to portafilter. I can't remember which one I used. <laughs> something like that. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, I love like how detailed these stories are getting. Like, <laughs> so sick. <laughs> well, uh, so I. Um, have loved coffee for a long time. <laughs> um, I went to middle school and high school uh, at a boarding school in India. And, you know, it was very strict. And what we'd do when we could get out of the school, which was very little, um, we'd go to coffee shops. <laughs> we'd go to coffee shops and get over-caffeinated and get crazy. Um, so I've always actually, like, I remember the first time I had a latte, I was like, probably like eight and my aunt had one and I was like oh I want to try that <laughs> so I, I've always really loved loved it um I did never really at a younger age never was like ah oh, that's what I want to do but loved the beverage it was always a really fun place to go hang out with friends or yeah. just like there was something about it when you'd like get your Starbucks cup and whatnot <laughs> <laughs> um but so I moved to New York in 2012 to study photography at the school called Parsons, the new school. Um, and while I was there, I was paying through school for, by myself. Um, so you need a job because you live in New York and it's very expensive. <laughs> so uh, in 2013, I just got a job at a cafe called Cafe Bene. Um, it's like a Korean chain of coffee shops. Uh, and... While it wasn't like craft coffee, I feel like that place really helped me. It was like my second service job, which the first one was like scarring. And to this day, I fucking hate them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Resentment. Resentment. Yeah, that shit builds. Oh, either way, this job, um, I really like appreciate this job because I felt like it helped me build like a work ethic. Um, it was very like strict and I was like the only white person working there and like I think there was like a lot of preconceived judgment that I like maybe didn't have work ethic and like couldn't do the job well um but I like was really gung-ho to like prove myself I was like I can be a barista like I can do that <laughs> I can do it um so I asked a lot of questions and um at that point again not really specialty like we weren't um as detail-oriented as maybe some specialty shops but 
it kind of sparked like a fire for an interest in how everything worked um because even like the people who were like running the show they they knew minimal stuff too um at least like looking back on it now um from there I was like really adamant to getting paid more and learning more (laughs) so I but I started getting like eight dollars an hour and tips were shit (laughs) they were no they were non-existent um so from there I went worked um at a small little local um coffee shop called the spot in Ridgewood Queens um and that was really fun (laughs) because me and like three other people helped these two guys open the shop and that gave us like a lot of freedom because they didn't really know what they were doing (laughs) it was like their first (laughs) coffee shop business and you know we made it look like we knew a lot but we didn't really know anything (laughs) and um but we helped them like start their business and I worked for them for I forget how long but um it was a really really great experience because that was like a place where I could learn a lot on my own there wasn't like someone telling me oh this is the right way you do this so there was like little things that I kind of just figured out like steaming milk and like we weren't weighing our shots or anything but kind of like eyeballing it and seeing what a channel looks like or um how long the shot should pull like can you do that consistently and things like that um and from there I was like I have to learn more because I was at that point um I was in school and I was really dreading my time there. I I was in art school, yet I felt like creativity was being like crushed. <laughs> um, the way that art school worked was just not the way my mind worked. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of, um, I don't know. I felt like I was being put in a box. And I was like, why would art school do that? Like, it's about getting out of the box. And so at that point, I was really frustrated with that and that being like, putting a lot of money and time into a career that I might not actually go towards. Um, And so, again, looking for a higher-paying job and to learn more, I started working for this company called Toby's Estate. Um, They're based in Brooklyn, but they also have some shops in uh, Australia, where I think it's vice versa. They started there, and then they opened a roastery in Brooklyn. And they're really well known for having a really amazing brew school, is what they call it. Um, and that's where I think I like learned the bulk of like coffee knowledge, what coffee is, how to brew it, and more of the science behind it, um, as well as customer service and like flow and speed and things like that. Um, and my to this day, I give a lot of credit to my trainer Chris Fulton, who no longer works for them, but he like was so chill (laughs) but he had like a really clear way of explaining things that just made sense and like he'd say it once and it would click and it just made sense um and I started to see that coffee was more than just this drink but it was actually like um a passion for me and like a craft and a way of like meeting a lot of really interesting people like the guests at this coffee shop were really interesting (laughs) like every everyone from like homeless people to like celebrities and so it was like really cool contrast, um, to see, like, all sorts of people in one place, um, from there, uh, I had to get out of New York, (laughs) because it's a crazy place, and my partner at the time wanted to, uh, grow weed, and we wanted to do that, and California is more of a safe place to do that than New York is, so, um, I also have some family out here, and so we decided San Diego it is, and we moved out here, and the plan when I moved out here was to find, like, 
a really chill job that I didn't have to invest really anything into and just like be a beach bum. Um, (laughs) And like the opposite happened. Uh, (laughs) But that was the plan initially. Uh, My grandmother found this Craigslist ad that said like professional coffee job or something like that. And um, so she sent it my way and I applied. And initially it was a little wary because it was all it was up in Encinitas. And I was like, oh, I'm living in PUB. Like, am I going to enjoy that commute? Am I going to be spending the whole time in my car? Which is actually not that bad. Um, you would know, like, without traffic, mm-hmm. you're a little bit more thin than me. But without traffic, I can make it to Encinitas in 20 minutes. So it's not that bad. Um, and so the I, I had no idea what position um lofty coffee was uh had open like it said it just said like professional coffee job kind of like availability and some things that you might be doing i was like okay that sounds interesting um i still remember the first day walking up just being like whoa this place is beautiful (laughs) Uh, if you've ever been to the lofty roasting works it's like up on this little hill um and it kind of overlooks the 101 and it just feels very removed from everything else because it's kind of the only thing in that area. Um, and it's like an open cafe concept, beautiful equipment, kind of like, you know, your Malconig, glass Kyoto Towers, Mod Bar, so just very aesthetically eye-pleasing, um, a beautiful coffee roaster. And this guy named Eric interviewed me. And at the, at the time, I didn't even know he was, he's actually the owner of the company. And so I was just like, here being myself, like telling him what I was interested in. And um, at the time, I was, like I said, very inspired by my uh, trainer, Chris. So I was like, you know, I have some teaching experience and I'm really interested in this craft. Like I'd love to be able to teach other people about it. Um And to really learn more about brewing, I felt like learning about where coffee comes from and how it's roasted really would help me really understand this craft that I was really passionate about. Um, And so I essentially told that to him. It was like, I want to train people and I want to learn how to roast and I just want to like learn more about this craft. And um, I was called in for a second interview and they offered me an assistant roasting and barista trainer position which was like a position that had never existed there. So I felt like I like asked for this job and it was somehow created for me, which I feel so lucky because I don't think, you know, even if some people ask for it, they don't always get it. And so Mm -hmm. I asked for it and I got it. And there was a lot of like learning and trial and error. Um, But actually now three years later, I'm taking on the director of coffee role there. Um, which is really exciting and a little nerve-wracking because I don't want to fail, <laughs> even though I'm sure any failures I do run into will probably make me better at it in the long run. But uh, that's happening, like, this month. And actually, Yay. I'm going to Columbia at the end of the month awesome. for a week for an origin trip to hopefully buy coffee for the next year. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> long story, <laughs> but yeah, here we are. Awesome. <laughs> and I've all the people that I've met along the way really have made it what it is. And as much as I love the craft of it, and like like I'd say, I'm a little obsessed. Like every little detail excites me. Um, <laughs> but uh, at the end, it's just like, I think it's really helped me with my social anxiety and like being myself, especially like behind bar and just like being able to like, okay, I'm like doing my craft and maybe making someone's day with it. So um, yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's so rad. 
Congrats, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> so I come from the Bay Area. I'm from San Jose, California. Uh, well, this is California, like we're not from California now. <laughs> but um, I started taking interest in coffee because of my first college friend, who happens to be the person that produced the music for our um, chromatic. Sick. Um, shout out to chromatic. Uh, he uh, took me to a shop called Chromatic, uh, and I got my first latte, and I uh, was able to just like I got I got interested with the uh, aesthetics at first, and I was mm-hmm. just interested in like oh what it'd be like to be a barista because I always like took fascination in um, learning new things, and so um, I went home after that day and I uh, YouTube like. How to pour latte art. At that time, Chris Baca, um, shout out to um, Chris Baca. Always shout out to Chris Baca. Shout out to Chris Baca for sure. (laughs) And um, uh, I just like kept watching videos over and over and over, and I got super obsessed with just like how everything just looked. And so um, I started doing my own research and did like you know how to do a pour over and did my own pour overs, did different brewing methods. And mm-hmm. like started learning that, um, did latte art at home. Like I, I love that I know like you can like use a French press to like aerate like milk and then just like just pour. What like, would you pour into? I would pour into like a mug that I just bought like on. But Amazon. like, was it chocolate or do you uh, make it, like it, coffee? Oh, it would it would be like um like milk and then like the uh the cacao like dark cacao. Uh, and just, like, just pour oh it wow! Yeah, Whoa, I didn't I, know that. That's right. awesome. Yeah, a lot of like. <laughs> like a lot of different things I just like would research and then um finally I decided to just like you know what like let's uh I wanted to work in, in like the actual industry and like I needed to make money at that time too I was in college and I honestly was just too focused on the studies aspect I really needed to like find a balance and so um, one of my friends recommended me a coffee shop called um Redberry Coffee Bar um and to emphasize the bar aspect it we literally we had three different grinders that had three different espressos, um each each uh each week we would rotate them so we'd have like twenty five different accounts, and so like, out of that twenty five three of them would be switched out and then every week I'd have, so many different espressos to just like play around with, and so at that time I mean I didn't know now but I was like pretty much the Bruce Lee of coffee at that time I just like <laughs> had taken in so many different starting aspects. early yeah exactly and hey. Then, um, and then That's who you are now. PT's coffee was one of them. Handlebar coffee from Santa Barbara. Um, Ritual from San Francisco. You know, like all these coffees, I just like was able to experience. And then um, I uh, fast forward. I moved to San Diego, and um, I applied to a bunch of different coffee shops, like um, Heartwork, um, James, uh, the one in Serrano Valley. I think it's called um, Copa Vida. Not oh, Zumbar. Zumbar. Oh, Zumbar. Yeah. Zumbar. Um, and then uh, I went to James and I had an interview and then they like, you know, like what they do is like they put you behind a bar to like see if you can pour a cappuccino and if, if you can, then like they'll know that you're a barista. And they knew that I was like from the Bay Area. Like, oh, you must have a coffee experience. And at that time I was like, I didn't know what that means. So, like, I, 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 I'm just like, here's my resume. <laughs> what, what can you do for me? And so what they did was um, they didn't have the hours for me, unfortunately, at that time. So they... Um, recommended me to uh, go to a shop called Pop Pie, which was opening up, and it was at that time I was like, "All right, let's go." And that was that was where my uh, coffee um, career started in San Diego. Um, after that, I um, 
I was uh, I, Ewan, who is the uh, manager now at James. Um, he was a close friend of mine then, and he took me up to Lofty uh, for the first time, and I I wanted I, I just wanted to see what different coffees were like because I was still new to the city, and so um, I remember that was the first day when I met Siri. Yeah. And I just remember like um, just Never looking at like the whole the ambiance of the shop. I was like, it was the roastery, and that's like one of the most beautiful locations in my opinion. Um, there's like Kyoto Towers, like it's just like super intricate and super. Their towers are trees. Y'all got <laughs> trees. I think, and they're custom made by um, Kyoto State, but I think they don't. I think, I think they the might not anymore. do it anymore because mm-hmm. someone reached out and like their posts are from a while ago and yeah. So yeah, and um, I remember she was just a uh, Siri was telling me that they were hiring at the new location that they were opening up, which was in Little Italy, and so I took my chance and I did that and. Um, Shout out to Dave, who was the manager at the time. Hired, oh, I was his first or second hire, and um, and I got the hired job. Hired you twice. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, sorry, sorry. But um, <laughs> I I started working there, um, but for some reason, you know, like the hours weren't like where I wanted it to be, and mm. I needed to pay rent, and so I took a second job, which was Hawthorne. And that's, that's where I right. met Jay. That's um, right. And so I was working. <laughs> You're like the only person in coffee to have able been ever been able to get away with that. I feel like. Yeah, it's, it's it was crazy though because like I didn't think of anything that's cool. at first until I don't, everybody. It's came. fine. People are crazy. But I guess it, it makes sense though because I was like going back and forth and I was like noticing that like to be um, consistent in different the two different shops I had to literally switch like flip a switch mm. you know and um, I had different regulars every every other day you know and um but at the same time too it really did um put me out of my comfort zone to you know like look at people for who they are and uh see my uh, like see myself as someone who can connect with anyone literally anyone um and so that was the most exciting part for me but and uh, after that i kind of fell into like this like what am i doing with my life because like i said um i mentioned earlier about the whole Asian model minority thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I was struggling with uh, whether or not I was doing the right thing, especially for my future. And uh, just, like, kind of, like, a little insight on why I moved here. I actually moved here with my current ex-girlfriend. And the reason... Ex-girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. What? Wait, what does that mean? Yep. Classic, well, like, yep. right phrasing. Like, she's currently <laughs> his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. She's right now. So, right now. She's so, it's just, it's just your ex-girlfriend. It's just my ex-girlfriend, yeah. Okay, I'm like, but, wait, are you guys dating again? Or, no, okay. we were friends, but, like, we moved here together intentionally just to, like, uh, you know, like, uh, figure out what... what, what <laughs> sorry. I think that was the weird thing for me yeah. to put to no. add. Or right now she's your ex, bro. That's good. It's good. It's yeah, good. Yeah. We can talk about why. But was, <laughs> oh, I mean, no, I'm sorry. sorry. Oh my god, are you about to spill something? Let's dive into it. I'm yeah, so sorry. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> you heard it I meant here. like why, what, comments. why we're here now, like so the whole content. Of it had to do with like I, I was confused with where I wanted to go in my life, and mm-hmm. you know, of course, in any relationship, there's like has to be some sort of like communication. Where are we going? Absolutely. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm glad that it happened to me at this age, at 22, because we're, we're supposed to fuck up at the younger age. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I realized that a lot of the things that I uh, like, with going back to school, like so. Okay, so for after Lofty, I actually went over to Starbucks to go back to school, and because I knew that they were paying for school, and that oh, was yeah. the, one of the wisest things that I could have thought of. Um, but I mean, like. I really didn't know if it was really for me because I was like, I'm doing this for my mom, I'm doing this for my dad, I'm doing this for whatever future I have because of school. But 
honestly, during the time when I was at Starbucks, I um, really didn't feel like it was something that I truly wanted to do. And so I reached out to, currently, Dave. Uh, so he was the manager at Lockheed. Mm-hmm. He now works at, as the operations manager at Bird Rock. Mm. And so he, so I went over to him and it's like, hey man, like I'm, I'm not really feeling what I'm doing right now. And so can, you know, I was wondering, like, are you guys hiring? And he's like, hey, like, yeah, we're actually opening another shop in PV. Because um, uh, Bird Rock just got bought out by P- PT's. And PT's was the coffee I served at Redberry. Whoa, so everything full just circle kind of, yeah. moment. <laughs> and so, okay. I mean, I realized that whole like everything happens for a reason the universe is just Mm -hmm. kind of putting you in this spot and if you think that this is not right for you think again because it's like there's there's gonna be something that's lined up and and so that's how I feel right now with coffee with Sprocast with the community and um now that I've gone to a place where I see like a a brighter future for myself especially Mm -hmm. with Bird Rock um I realized that what's keeping me in coffee is representation and the people that I'm representing are not, it's not just myself, but like the people that are around me, people that are struggling with me, um, my people, the um, culture, you know, like um, as Vietnamese prince, self-proclaimed, <laughs> like I, I, I really do want to push that out there to um, like represent my, my family who has given so, up so much for me. Mm-hmm. And of course, like other people's um, like relationship <clears throat> with like their family. And I and I'm gonna like just with coffee. I feel like that's the only plausible way of doing it, and yeah. and so like that's why I'm doing it. And I mean, hopefully sooner or later, be able to get my own store and start like managing people. But in a way, I don't think it's gonna be like as orthodox as a lot of people think. Like managing for me is inspiring and lifting up and showing that what I can do, you can do too. So that's Aww. that's why and that's how I started coffee and why I'm still in it. I love that. Yeah. Wow. Damn, like I'm just soaking this all in right now. And have you ever had this many people on your podcast? No, that's and that too. That's when I'm like, oh my it's gosh, like a lot. It's, it is yeah. a lot. And I could understand why you go over an hour on your podcast because there's so <laughs> so much going on. Um, but damn, like everyone's story is so unique and so like true to yourselves, and you could tell that like you just I don't know how to like describe it. Like you guys honored yourself first and put yourself first and this is where you guys are today and that's really cool for Damn, sure guys yeah yeah i actually have to pee so i oh, will yeah. be right back no worries <laughs> we can chat it up yay yeah. well to get back to what we we're chatting about i'd love to just because I'm not in coffee personally. People often get that mistaken. And it's funny because, like, I don't have any, like, cool stories like you guys. But I remember the first time that I tried specialty coffee was at Coffee and Tea Collective. Nice. And this is about five years ago when one of my good friends, Mark Andrew, he was a photographer at the time. And he, like, he was, like, the first entrepreneur I ever, like, came across. Like, he was actually traveling full-time, taking photos, and he would edit, like, at coffee shops. Mm -hmm. And usually, like, coffee for me at the time was, like, literally Starbucks and, like, those ice macchiatos, right? Yeah. Just sugary, sweet, and delicious. (laughs) And um, it was 
it was funny because he was like, oh yeah, just meet me here at Coffee and Tea and like we'll hang out. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I go up to the front. I order myself a macchiato. <laughs> and then he orders me like... That was he, you? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> he did like no warning whatsoever. They're like, okay, here you go. And I was like, I, oh. I'm not that person to complain. And I'm not that person to be like, what is this? So I just kind of happily took it to my seat and was like, oh my God, <laughs> what is this? And then like, he was like, you've never had real coffee before, huh? And I was like, no. So that was like my first experience and I it like that. pretty much changed my life and like just that interaction itself. I love that you life. just drink it and we're like, whatever. Yeah, because it's like, it. okay, obviously I'm wrong. Like, you know, I can't, I can't like blame it on them. Like they're just doing their job. So it's just like, clearly I don't know my, my coffee knowledge. So that kind of like kickstarted my interest in like just going to different coffee shops and um, my friend who's now my boyfriend, Ian, he's would come to me to these different coffee shops and he'd be the one taking photos and I'd be the one just trying coffee. And it was really cool. And um, yeah, like that's just how I started to connect with people and stuff. So it's just really cool how you all kind of have that at your core is like you build community through this cup of coffee and no matter like what your role is in coffee. And I think that's so fucking cool. So Um, do you have a favorite shop? In San Diego. Oh God! Everyone's staring at me. Um, it's okay. No, no personal. It's fine. Like maybe it has to do with convenience. Okay. Or... What's your favorite shop that none of us work at? So James. You... James. I just be... like and David is just so freaking nice. Open heart. I was and, just singing yeah, out that guy today. Literally, yeah. like going like I would go there and be like, damn, like this is so sick. Like it was before they had their other locations. And they let me have, like, one of my first Coffee and Convos events there. And Heartwork, shout out to them. Like, they're dope. And these are James, too. At least, I don't know if they do still. But, yeah. And it was just, you know, me pitching this idea, like, hey, I want to, like, bring some people together over coffee at your coffee shop or something. Is that cool? Do you usually ask um, the shops that you're recording at if you can record? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, just, like, show up with your big mic? sometimes we don't. (laughs) And we just kind of like, oh, shit, we're just going to post up here and they don't know. Um, But I think now we're trying to make it a point to be like, hey, like, just to give you guys a heads up, we're going to be bringing in, like, two microphone stands and it's going to be me, a guest, and then, like, my sound engineer. So we're going to be taking up space. But for the most part, like, in the beginning, we didn't, like, at all. Has anyone ever had, like, an issue with it? No, surprisingly not. So thankfully, they'd just be like, what are you guys doing? What, what is this for? And I'm like, oh. It, it always sparks some weird conversation. And not even with, like, the coffee shop people. It's more so just, like, strangers, like, just looking at you. I think that's cool, <laughs> though, to, like. It's funny. It open it up and then be like, listen to my podcast. Yeah. And they're like, oh, You'll my be God. in the background. Yeah, Self-advertising. Awesome. Exactly. And that's kind of, like, our thing, too. And. Iman actually has gotten, like, a few clients out of it. Like, oh, wait, nice. so you do sound engineering? Like, I'm a musician, or I record podcasts, And too. that's what the coffee shop's for, I feel like, mm-hmm. is yeah. to, like, have a bunch of people doing different stuff, and, like, maybe you have a conversation, and maybe you get a job out of it, and that's so rad. Yeah. What's your favorite drink, like, as of right now? Like- Macchiato. <laughs> <laughs> New favorite drink. Um, I like to keep it simple and get a Cortado. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cortado. Just, like, a good... Uh, I used to drink lattes a lot. Like if I do get a latte, it's like a flavored one. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna be fancy today. Yeah, I'll get like a salted caramel from <laughs> West Bean or like the honey cinnamon or something. I was like, oh, I feel fancy. But 
Yeah. What about you guys? Like, aside from, like, the coffee shops that you guys work at, like, what do you guys do a lot of, like, coffee shop, like, hopping? Or? Yes. Yeah, every <laughs> weekend. <laughs> I feel like my go-to is Dark Horse North Park. Their cold brew is so good. Damn. Oh, it's, that's a hard one because a lot of times I'll pick off of convenience of like what I'm doing. Mm. Like if I'm kind of staying at home and like doing stuff around my neighborhood, uh, Bird Rock, either Marana or the one in La Jolla is the most convenient. Mm. Um, also, that industry discount is like really convenient when you're trying to save money. <laughs> Shouts out Bird Rock on that. Real. Like really um, convenient. You go and spend like $2 on a ton of things. And oh, that's great. So that is awesome. And I would say I really love um, Wayfair's little setup, but they're almost always closed on my days off. So I don't actually go there very often. Um, shoot. See, like, again, if I like go up north to have something to do in North County, like steady state's great. Um, Hawthorne, I love Hawthorne usually because like I know who's working. I know you guys have a small crew, so I always know someone who's working. So it's always like always a nice. very personable, chill experience. I make sure everybody knows you, Sarah. Thanks. <laughs> That's <laughs> <so great. laughs> I really do. I really love all. I'm like I just name all of them. <laughs> Some of them like coffee and tea. I don't go to very often just because it's a little out of my way. Yeah. And so I would say convenience might be one of the bigger reason, uh, bigger things that like influence where I go. But I switch it up. Like I went to West Bean more recently, right before I left. Um, so yeah, I like them all. Well, it's not like specialty coffee but it is something that you know like i said i'm the vietnamese prince so there's cali banh mi oh there's, nice yeah so there's actually they serve vietnamese coffee there and i just recently got a cafe fin which is what you use to make vietnamese coffee nice um and they have like really good sandwiches hey what coffee should i use because i have a fin too but like specialty yeah. coffee is not good coffee to use for okay, it Demond. okay That's straight up that chicory shit yeah ch- okay chicory. <gasps> where do i get it uh, go to um, any, any grocery store. Louisiana any, cafes any have it too. Vietnamese like words that you see and they just go in there and, <laughs> and it's there. They okay. have it at bonds in like yellow tins. Oh really? Like, yeah, okay. They, they sell, okay. Like, pretty much I just everywhere. gotta look harder. Yeah. Amazon. I don't know. Amazon will have it too. Sometimes Amazon can be very inconvenient. What do you mean? Like oh, when you want it now and you're yeah, like I have to wait two not days. Only that it's like oh hey like oh I see something and then like it's not like the right dimensions or it's not what you expected and you're like this is not what I wanted but okay like, like so just, convenient I could have just gone to like I could have just left my house and gotten this but, but the other 90% of the time it's very convenient exactly <laughs> the 10% Amazon is when you problem. need it yeah. um, my favorite shops I'll just go like by cardinal direction so like North County San Diego I go to either Steady State Leap Lofty Roasting or Ironsmith um, literally like the all the shops <laughs> No, there are other shops up there. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Yeah, there's yeah. That's way up there though. And like banana dang, it's up. Lacosta coffee roasting. Mm-hmm, swell and all them and grit. I grit is still one I've been trying to get out to. Anyways, oh, I haven't gotten out there either. So East County San Diego, I go to Public Square. Um, I love those guys. Um, if I am see now South Bay, there's like a. <laughs> What's your favorite coffee shop? Let's bust that on map. <laughs> I love this. I told you cardinal quadrants. direction, boy, because just like you said, Siri, like it's like if, depends what you're doing. If I'm hanging like, out at Siri's house in PB, I'm not going to go to Public Square first. 
Yeah. But like if I'm anywhere in East County, yeah, I do. Yeah. And uh, like I won't have breakfast because Public Square has bomb ass breakfast sandwiches. And like if I'm hungry and I walk into like man, that espresso. I'm telling you. Oh, like I need this. But like they have this breakfast. It's like a ciabatta breakfast. I shots at Public Square, man. Those scones and that butter. We all agree on Public Square's food program is just honestly the they, bomb. They've, they got a point. really good program, just all around. Um, see, South Bay. What I was about to say is like, where's the line that is South Bay? Like, is it <laughs> taking the five past downtown and you reach National City and yeah. then you're in South Bay? Like, yeah, right? pretty much like Eighth Avenue down. And like, I'm just gonna straight up apologize and say like, I don't go down there enough. But like, if I'm anywhere remotely close to there, it would probably be Puerto Vida, um, just to visit Manny. And Manny. Yeah, yeah, crushing and it at won. that throwdown. Yeah, you were third, right? I was third. Yeah. That's Damn. dope. Congrats. For some reason, way. I like didn't see you on the bracket. Like, did, did you have like a pseudo name or uh, Vietnamese just, prince? You said? <laughs> just said throw in an at Omar. Oh, whatever. For whatever <laughs> reason, I like didn't see your name anywhere on the bracket because yeah. I was watching from you know Japan. Oh, you were. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It oh. said Troy B R C R. That's why. B R C R. Burger. Well, uh, I was. Jay is mentioning like the map of San Diego and like all the coffee shops. We were actually like t- thinking about or like t- in the talks of doing like a community coffee crawl. Yeah, yeah. And just like, because we have so many people that are down as fuck to just, you know, sip coffee with us and just hang out. Um, we can do like a lot of things with like public transportation and just like carpool. Just, carpool. Carpools. There was yeah, a couple times. Carpool because there's traffic, y'all. Yeah, for real. <laughs> there was a couple times where um, we were hosting events at Hawthorne and I believe that like if you want people to show up, you should invite them in person. And so I was spending my own dime to like go around to all the shops in San Diego and drop off flyers. And it was the third event I did this for that I was like, okay, I should like split it into quadrants. And like, there's like Northwest County with Steady State and Lofty and Ironsmith. And there's like Northeast County with like Mostra and Kingscraft and all those guys. And then there's like the West County would be Modern Times. (laughs) I wasn't finished. And (laughs) this is so funny. Um, yeah, so I'm and down. into Jay's psyche. Yo, for real. Because I... I have this on a website. I should. Yeah, please. So people can... SD That's actually a really oh, good idea. Because I always wish that whenever I tra- like travel or I'm in a new city, I like research like where the, all the shops are and then like create my own little map. Yeah. Um, I literally yeah. did that when I, uh, went for, when I went to Tokyo and Kyoto. I like... Did that? I like made a little Google map of all the shops I had to go to. Um, PJ just came back from Denver and showed up with this little booklet that some girl from San Diego who went moved to Denver mm-hmm. and couldn't really like was struggling to figure out all the shops had made and like sells. It's oh, like about the size God. of a small notebook and it's got like the addresses, the logo, like little short descriptions, yeah. like. Damn. And That's he wants so that. Fresh. He wants to bring her out to San Diego and have her do one for San Diego, which I think. Yes. Is cool. Damn. We gotta collab for sure. Yeah. Or we could just do it before she gets here. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, SD locals. <laughs> Not just. Sure. I think she's from here. Oh, she never mind. But she moved to, okay. moved to Denver. Did you get to share yours? Share my what? Favorite. Yeah, I was yeah, the only person who chose one. One short, like, yeah. yeah we, we list off every other <laughs> shop. I didn't break San Diego down into quadrants. And <laughs> I just love how detailed you can get. And I like, love San Diego. On... Aww. I also, are you guys uh, all from San Diego? I'm the only one from San Diego. Bay Area. That's right. 
originally from Los Angeles, but I don't really associate much. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. I grew up in India, and so honestly, I I feel like I'm from wherever I live. So I feel like I could say I'm from San Diego now. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Okay, whatever. <laughs> like you'll never be. <laughs> and I'm from Montana. We are here. So rad. But I wish we could talk forever because I, I feel like we can. Mm-hmm. We but could. I would love to hear just like a piece of advice that you'd give to someone who maybe wants to be in the coffee industry and doesn't really know where to start or. I'll go first. Yeah. Go do first. Cool and I think that we've talked about this before and it's kind of how I got to where I am. And it's just ask questions like ask for it because mm-hmm. the worst that they can say is no. I feel like creating your own position, obviously there are you know, steps to getting to the point where I was able to walk into a coffee shop and say, I want to do this. And they would be like, oh, your credentials check out. Yes. But I think that a lot of people just kind of overlook or are afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. And I think that will get you pretty far. That'll get you your start for sure if you just ask. Yeah, I think that we can all, we've had episodes where we've talked about that. Um, And I think for my own personal experience, I can definitely relate to that. But I would say just be yourself and be open-minded because I think something that makes the coffee shop a unique place is that there's so many different people. And like, if we were all like the same and like had the same styles, like it would just like not be that. I think it would be a little stiff and like just be yourself and be open-minded and like don't be afraid to ask for things and be open-minded not like throughout your career that's like the biggest thing that I can say is like as much as coffee is a science it's also an art and like there's so much to it that if you think you know it all you're gonna stop learning and that's not fun (laughs) so (laughs) well I can say is 99% of it is showing up and oh, yeah. Rogan said. oh yeah oh <laughs> <Joe> yeah Rogan <laughs> yes that guy, I mean, he's, he's the one that rid my fear um but it's also uh being able to be like coffee and that's something that i come up with uh where like when you're under pressure and you're under the heat it's always going to bring out something out of you you know and damn something like me for instance i was very shy very awkward i had like this like sense of like i don't know if i can get along with people but coffee was the thing that taught me to be vulnerable and to be able to see the light within other people that I can finally like show out of myself. And so with the whole thing about being like coffee, it's just be around, be around people that keep you grounded. And as punny as that is, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's facts. And I think um, that's one thing that I can just give advice to people who want to get into coffee because it's not that big of a, like it's not, I don't. I I used to find it intimidating, but now I see that it's actually really, really easy to just blend right in. And I'm I'm just gonna go with these. Yeah, I like it. Just keep going. (laughs) I'm just gonna stab that. But yeah, just just be you and just if you want to get into coffee and do that sexy latte art, you do it. You do you. (laughs) Um, my piece of advice would be to like keep your eyes open to everything that's going on around you. Like you can always learn. From what's happening around you, you can always, if you're looking for that next position, like see what that person in that position is doing and they're likely to um, share that information with you, but also stay grateful 
for everything that's happening. Like you never know what somebody's giving up for you to have something. You never know what somebody's going through when they come into your shop. And, um, sometimes I think we take our jobs for granted, but realistically, like the fact that we show up every day somewhere that has AC and, you know, RO water and ice and a, a warm, friendly place. Um, and my latest saying is like, you can't have a warm plate without a warm table. And like to serve a drink with warmth, you have to provide an ambiance with warmth. And um, so provide your space with warmth. Wow. I love all of that. I'm just like, yes, I am going to soak that all in. Thank you. Um, and I always ask my guests this last question. So before we close out, um, I would love to hear if you guys could have a coffee and conversation with somebody. Who would it be? <gasps> Oh my That's God. That's such a good one. I have a whole ass list, so. <laughs> oh, man. Me too. I have one in my head right now. We always discuss our questions beforehand, and that's a good one. Like, I'm going to say right now, it's Travis Scott. Ooh. You know why he came out oh. with a track called Coffee Bean? And I'm like, damn, that's so that was, good. Yo, his album. So, so good. Yeah, it's really And it ain't a mosh pit, it ain't no injury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to be his personal blood roller. <clears throat> oh, shit. I can't roll fast enough for that boy. Ooh, man, man, I could no. do it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, I would love to see this just competition know, right too, now. Yeah. Like, who wants to be Travis? I Scott's wish a barista brother. would. <laughs> <laughs> Should we have a blunt rolling competition yes. versus like a latte? On my birthday, please. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh. Could y'all? you all? Roll you a fat backwards. So, the 19th. <laughs> I yeah. just like, it took me like two seconds to be like, hold on. <laughs> Shit, who would I have coffee with? No, coffee and convos, dude. Have coffee and interview, and, uh, correct? Oh. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. like, like this, this. Just you and this other person. You could sit down and have an I know. interview. If or we're doing celebrities, like MIA. It's anybody. Done. Done. MIA? She, MIA I, I fucking love her. I haven't like, heard her in a long time. So <laughs> much. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> she also, she just came out with a documentary. It <laughs> looks really good. Dude, that's and like she, saying Jamiroquai. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's like 2009, 2009 called. That is like, not old, like, <laughs> dude. She's Did you just watch one, Pineapple I, Express or something? Uh, like, damn, was that MIA? I remember that song. <laughs> she's one, I look up to her like heavily in all aspects of life. So. <laughs> Sure. If we're, I was just going with the celeb things, I could probably do it with anyone, honestly. Oh, yeah. 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 I right. feel like Stephen Hawking would be a pretty rad one to Damn. have. Damn. Damn. I just read something about him talk, today. Like, can dude. he even have coffee, though? I don't know, but... It's okay. You'll can, have it he can for t- him. He can say words through his little... I mean, he's dead now, I think, right? Yeah, he passed away, but... Away. Um, I just recently read something about his memoir today. Shit. Okay. But yeah, it was pretty... Uh, I think that'd be an interesting conversation. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah. I like that. Very cool. I'm trying to decide right now if I want it to be Barack or Bernie Sanders, but damn, Barack though. Because I want to like, if I'm gonna have that interview, it's got to be like informational. What about I their, love, their love I love that how funny Barack is. Yeah, <laughs> he would have some funny jokes. Barack? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I feel like there could be some medication at that event as well. Oh. Mm, imagine smoking with Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Like how oh, Jewish he would get, and we should just have like a weed podcast. Oh, Me and Bernie Sanders, that'd be tight, <laughs> dude. Bernie and Bros. I think we talk about it enough. That's, oh my god, that's so funny. Burning with Bernie. Burning with Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 
You guys are so funny. Okay, what about you? I know yeah. you, yeah. but like, I'll, I guess in the, with you like, pick one. yeah, pick one. Um, the cast is oh, oh, I just, yeah. I just oh, watched like, like the second one. season of Atlanta. Oh, that shit is good. He's just incredibly talented. Yeah, that's as a, a good comedian, one. As an actor, as a musician, like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, everything. he's my number one for sure. Love it. <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys for being here. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank me. you for having like, us. Yeah. Not in the evening. <laughs> but I would love for you guys to share where people could find you, follow each of you guys and everybody as a whole, tune into your podcast. Yeah. Well, follow us at Sprocast um, on Instagram. We also have SoundCloud. We have um, on the, iTunes, the Apple app. Um, my personal IG handle is onbar underscore. <laughs> yeah, I'm at Siri Simran, S-I-R-I. <laughs> S-I-M-R-A-N. That's my whole first name, so it's pretty simple. Um, at Siri Simran. Yep. And at Sprocast, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, we're the Sprocast on the uh, um, oh. Apple podcast, right? The, oh. Yeah, we are remember. the. But, but you on can find Instagram, us on anything that has Sprocast. like iTunes feed, yeah. basically. Uh, SoundCloud, all that fun stuff. Um, obviously, follow at Sprocast. And then... <laughs> Um, you can find me at spromethius.com and at spromethius s-p-r-o-m-e-t-h-e-u-s because I bring spro to the people damn that was a good one um, you can find me at Hawthorne Coffee h-a-w-t-h-o-r-n coffee no e everybody. no e I don't that's some British shit man get that out of here um <laughs> I hate when people put E. This isn't the you know the tea party, all right? Yeah, we kicked him out on, a while man. back. American <laughs> Hawthorne yeah. boy, Hawthorne and girls. Uh, Hawthorne Coffee at Sprocast at Big J S D. That's me. Also, yeah, you'll find me at Leap Coffee. Wow, dude, thanks. I'm at Lofty Coffee. <laughs> I run that shit. Way to I'll shout totally out your coffee like... shop, dude. Or you can come to 3019 Adams Avenue, <laughs> six <laughs> through eight p.m. at Hawthorne Coffee. <laughs> Um, ask Plugged. for Big J. Plugged. Um, okay, it's open till eight. We're open till eight. Oh, seven amazing. days a week. That is good. Oh, we're also open that's at like six a.m. Do you want to drop Big J a text, dude? Um, eight six seven five three zero nine. Are you single too? I mean, do you want to drop that? Yeah. Or? So y'all can't have my number, but um, DM me at Big J's D. Slide into his, da- his DMs. Uh, um, oh my god. I might. Oh uh, ha- You know how you have like if if you don't follow them, their message is like. Mm, Accept or decline? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've yeah. been declining them shits, boy. I don't. Oh my Do they God. see if you decline he's, it? N- no, but he's got high standards, everybody. So just watch out. You well, know. just there's a filter on that, so be cool. <laughs> oh, you right. guys are great. Thank you so much. Thank you. This Thank is you. So yeah. Funny. I really appreciate you guys spending <laughs> a few hours with me, hanging out. I know we didn't have coffee, but we have a bunch of snacks, and yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you tune into their podcast too. When do you guys drop your episodes? Do you have Thursdays. Like a, every yeah. Thursday? Sweet. Mine's every Monday. So, nice. you know, when you need that midweek pick me up, tune into them as Procast. Absolutely. And definitely check them out. They're awesome. And I really appreciate you guys. Catch you guys in Thank the next Thank you episode. for having us. This was Just really fun. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.